Have you ever wondered what the top insurance agents are doing to grow their book of business exponentially each and every month? I've personally grown my own agency to multiple locations and dozens of agents over the past 20 years, learning from the industry's leading experts and applying what they've taught me to my own agency. And now I've invited these same experts to share their industry leading secrets with you. My name is Jim Schubert and welcome to Agents Growth Academy. Welcome to Agents Growth Academy. I am your headmaster, Jim Schubert. I hope you're ready to grow big or go home. I've got a delightfully wonderful guest today with me who you're going to meet in just a second, Morris Sims. Uh, before I bring Morris on, I want to talk about a little bit uh, about how to grow your business because Morris is going to talk to us a little bit about how to grow your business. One of the ways we do that is with ePay Policy. You've heard me talk about them before if you've watched or listened to the show. They are literally the simplest solution to collect uh, ACH and credit card payments for your insurance agency. Most insurance agencies have one or zero accounting people in their agency, and that's that's tough because you've got to have somebody or something that you can use to help you collect those payments. We used to take on average seven days to collect checks in the mail, snail mail from people. But now we send a link via uh, ePay policy, send that to the customer. They put in their credit card information, ACH information, and boom, we have the funds uh, shortly thereafter. So absolutely the fastest way to go check them out. I've got a special link wherever you're watching or listening to this show to go check out ePay policy. Uh, but I want to bring on somebody who's even cooler. Sorry, EP. Uh, <laughs> Morris Sims is introduced to me by a good friend of ours, Josh Tapp, whose company produces this show. Uh, Morris is an agent and manager uh, for New York Life Insurance Company, or was, right? Uh, he was yeah, asked well, to go into management and retired 32 years later as the VP and chief learning officer in charge of training 12,000 agents and 500 managers with a staff of 200 nationwide. He now is running Sims Training and Consulting, helping business owners grow their business. Morris, my friend, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Jim. I really appreciate it. It's great to be here. Absolutely. We were talking before about a couple of different things. Number one, you have your own podcast, so you're you're no stranger to how these things work, right? Tell us a little bit about your show. Well, it's the business of sales, and uh, we tend to, to to try and always bring in people that that have something or some practical thing that they can share with us that's going to help you build your business, help you be able to get better at what you do all day long, which is, is, you know, my thing. That's what gets me going is when I'm helping people get better at what they do, because we can always get a little bit better. And that's what it's all about. So we bring in guests who can uh, talk about what they do and give an example of how they've grown their business, or maybe they've got a product or a service that can help you grow your business. We bring those folks in Then a couple of times I'll get on my, I'll get on my soapbox every now and again, Jim, and have to preach a little bit about how you run a business and those kind of things. But it's just a lot of fun. I've got about 160 episodes up online, and we're having a great time. That's awesome. Well, you're about twice as far as I am, uh, but and probably have twice as much fun. We do have a good time. And it, as you and I have said before, 
the beauty of running a podcast is all the great people you get to meet. It's yeah. just amazing what uh, what you can learn just by running your own podcast and inviting people to come show up. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. All the people that I've met, I think this is episode 77 ish or so. And just the amount of people, the number of people that I've met in the last year that I've developed deep relationships with people that I could call yeah. up and, and ask, you know, for a favor or ask, ask them for their opinion on something and it wouldn't be weird. Right. Uh, that's, that's the kind of relationship that I've enjoyed building. Um, well, let's talk about building other things. You said that if this were a master class, you would title this interview, how to grow your business, starting with the clarity principle. What does that mean? Was there an epiphany for you, a pivotal moment where you said it's all about the clarity principle? It, it really happened for me when I started running my own business. It, um, for years before I retired, people would say, okay, Morris, what are you going to do when you retire? And, you know, when people ask you that, you got to come up with an answer. If you say, gee, I don't know, then they're going to pound you with stuff and, and you'd kind of, you can't get past it. So what are you going to do when you retire? I had to come up with an answer. And I said, well, I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to start my own training and consulting business. That's what I'm going to do when I retire. Jim, I retired in October of 2016, and all of a sudden, I had to do what I told them I was going to do. <laughs> and it was like, okay, Morris, what are you going to do? Well, I've been teaching folks how to how to run businesses for more more years than I want to count. <laughs> I guess I'll do that. And I'll go out and I'll be a consultant and those kind of things. And what are you going to do? Well, Morris, what what do you want to accomplish here? And it, well, I want to run a successful business. I'm I'm lucky enough to have a fine benefit pension plan, so that takes care of the mortgage and the electricity. But I'd like to have a business that provides an income so that we can do the things with our grandkids, for example, that yeah. we want to do. Uh, it's not going to happen on the pension, but if the business will run and do a little bit of something, then you know we can go to Walt Disney World with the with the grandkids. Well, I suddenly realized that you got to get a little more specific than that. Hmm. Uh, number one. Number two, I realized that you can't do it all yourself. I tried to build my own website because according to the internet, you can do that. <laughs> and if you believe everything on the internet, I've got some land to sell you down south of Grand Isle, Louisiana. <laughs> but the, uh, the, the fact is, people are out there that do it a heck of a lot better than you or I could ever do it. And yeah. the interesting thing I learned, Jim, is... They want to get paid. Yeah. Professionals want to get paid. Attorneys, they want to get paid. I'm not used to that. I worked at a big corporation. I had two floors of attorneys. All I had to do was pick up my phone and call them and ask them a question. <laughs> now they want money. <sighs> it's just amazing. But the the bottom line is what I what I figured out was you can't be everything to everyone. You've got to focus on something. Uh, it was Bill Gates and Warren Buffett who were asked one time, what's the most important thing for business owners? And they both were asked to write that down. And they did. And oddly enough, when they were asked to reveal their answer, they both wrote down the word focus. Oh, wow. Focus. Wow. And and that's when the whole, I, and I've heard people say it for years, you've got to be clear about what you want. You've got to be clear about these things. A friend of mine, uh, Tony Jerry here in, in the Texas area, he's called the results guy. And he's talked about clarity for a long time, 
but it never did strike me until I had to build it on from build it within my own agent, within my own business. And that's when I learned that the clarity principle really is the foundation to be able to grow a business. It's the concrete foundation on which you can put the, the other bricks and the steel or the, the, the wood or whatever you're going to build it on. But you've got to have that foundation. And that foundation comes from being clear about what you want, why you want it, and how you're going to get it. Yeah, absolutely. There's um, there's a, a, another friend. I don't know if Josh has introduced you to uh, Tanya over at Brandface, but that was a company that I've been working for with now for the last few months to help me define my personal brand. And that's something we focused on a ton is just clarifying what it is my brand is about. What am I, what am I doing here at Agents Growth Academy? Um, yeah. 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 If you don't know what you want and have a really clear picture of that, when I say clear picture, I mean, you've got to paint that picture in your head of what it's going to look like with all the color and all the sounds and all the feelings that you can have. For me, it became uh, an exercise in what is my ideal day going to look like hmm. when I get what I want, when I have my business running and I get what I want, what is my ideal day going to look like? How am I going to, to act? What am I going to see? Who am I going to talk to? What does that day look like? And for me, that allowed me to get real clear about what it was that I wanted and uh, get right down into the nitty gritty of exactly what it is that I wanted. And then the next question, John, is even more, I think, a little more difficult because it, it wraps into your heart. Why do you want to do that? Hmm. Why? You know, it's got to be more than, oh, I've got to provide for my family. Or some people who look at me through the, the lens of my podcast and they say, Morris, I have bills to pay. I have to pay the bills. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, I want to say, okay, that's great. And you're absolutely right. A lot of us have bills to pay and that's why we do what we do. But there's a reason below that, Jim. There's something, yeah. there's something deeper. There's something that really touches your heart. I, I tell folks it's got to be wrapped in passion and fueled with emotion because that's what's going to get you out of bed every morning. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's kind of reminds me of, you know, uh, uh, Seven Habits, uh, Stephen Covey, begin with yeah. the end in mind, right? And, and yeah. then you kind of yeah. work backwards from there to, to sort of re reverse engineer what your day-to-day -day is even going to look like. You know, Jim, I get the uh, privilege, the honor of being able to speak to a lot of a lot of groups, and it's so interesting to me that every generation has to find the classics on their own. Uh, we tend to reinvent it. Every every generation has some author that will reinvent the classics <laughs> because, for whatever reason, we don't pick it up. You just mentioned Stephen Covey, Doctor Stephen Covey, and the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I can tell you right now, the last three times that I've mentioned that during a presentation, I've gotten a blank stare of, would you tell me that name again? Where do I find oh, that book? That's a shame. It is, isn't it? Yeah. But it's because it's not, uh, it's not the thing right now. Yeah. So uh, it, it, it behooves us who, who know these things to remind folks that there's some classics out there that you just don't want to pass up. And Covey is one of those. Absolutely. Kind of makes me think I want to go back and reread it now. It's been a few years, but <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you do. beginning with the end in mind, and and in order to get the clarity, 
Now, how can we apply this to insurance agents and insurance agency owners? How can they use what you're talking about um, growing their business, starting with the clarity principle? And I, I presume the clarity principle is just what you've said, which is really getting clear on, like you said, what what is it going to look like at the end? What's my ideal day look like and why? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then the, the next question is, is how, and that the answer to that is strategy. How is your strategy? How are you going to get to whatever it is that you said you wanted and that just is fueled with the emotion and, and, and it's going to get you there with your why, how are you going to make that happen? And yeah, you know, some folks might look at that and say, well, Marcia, I'm, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to see more people. I'm going to close more sales. That's how I'm going to do it. Well, you know what, Jim? I think you and I have been in this business long enough to know that that lasts for, what, four weeks, maybe six? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I just can't do it. This is too hard. It's like yeah. most most uh, New Year's resolutions. You know, you stay in the gym for about four to six weeks, and then you just aren't going to go back. Right. The, the thing about running an insurance agency or running an insurance business, let's just put it that way, because we both know it, whether I'm an individual agent or I'm running an agency, I'm running a business. I'm running a business. Mm. The, the fun part about being an agent in this world that we're in today is you're running a business by yourself or for yourself, but not necessarily by yourself. You've got your agency there to stand behind you. You've got the companies you work with to stand behind you. You're running a business, but not by yourself. You've got some resources. The key to running any business is the clarity principle, because if, you, if you're not real clear about what you want then, and why you want it, then, then what's going to make you go out and do the things that unsuccessful people are not willing to do? Mm. You know, that's the old definition. Successful people are willing to do things that unsuccessful people are not willing to do. Yeah. Successful people in our business are willing to make those three more calls before they go home. Yeah. Successful people in our business are willing to go out and meet five people that they don't know today, but they know a way that they can, they know how they can go out and, and meet them and mm. begin to build a relationship. Successful people in our business know that they're going to have to work sometimes at hours of the day that maybe the rest of the world isn't necessarily working. They realize they're going to have to spend some time over the weekend planning their week that's coming up. That, that's what you do when you run your own business. That's, that's, yeah. that's, I don't know. It's just part of, part, of, part of the whole thing. But unsuccessful people, people who, who try to run a business and fail, usually fail because they quit too early. Not because they can't do it, not because it's too hard, but simply because they, they just can't go on with the requirements to, to be a business owner. Yeah. So you've got to have a real clear picture of what you want so you know when you get there. If you don't know what you want, how are you going to know when you get it? I want to run a successful business. Okay, but what is that? What is that? Define yeah. that for me. Your definition for that is going to be totally different than my definition for that, right? Mm. It's going to be whatever it is for us. So we've got to define it very, very clearly. And we've got to define that why very clearly because that's our fuel. That's what's going to keep us going. And then how is what tells you what you got to do all day long. If you don't have a strategy that is well thought out, you, well, uh, I've had, I was teaching a strategy course at the American College in the uh, master series. 
and we were talking about it. And one person said, well, Morris, I, I don't want to limit myself. If I have a strategy that says I'm going to work with business owners, specifically about business succession, uh, you know, I don't want to limit myself. Somebody comes in with an estate problem. I want to work on that too. Well, just because you have a strategy doesn't mean that you can't do other things. Yeah. A strategy, your strategy is what you're going to focus on. That's where you're going to spend your time and attention. But somebody walks in the door and says, my accountant said I should have $5 million worth of home, worth of whole life insurance. I'm not going to tell them, gee, I don't sell that because you're not a business owner. Yeah. You know? Right. I'm going to ask them how tall they are and how much they weigh. And could I get their social security number? <laughs> I'm going to be filling out an application before they can blink, Jim. Right. Right? Right. I mean, that, that's that's closing with implied consent. Last time I checked, and it works. That's what kept me in the business as an agent when I learned how to do that. But the, <laughs> the fact is, in any business, and for sure in the insurance business, you got to be really clear about what's going on in your life so that you know what to do all day long is what it really boils down to. Because once I have a strategy, then I know where I need to focus my time and attention. Here's the, the key on strategy. You, you, you can't have 10. Well, Morris, I don't want to, I don't want to miss out on anybody. Well, you're not going to miss out on anybody. If you get an opportunity to sell an alligator, sell them an alligator. <laughs> but if you're going to focus on business owners and succession planning, then that's where you spend your time and your resources. Those are the people you look for. That's what informs your marketing plan. If you're going to spend your time working with business owners on succession planning, you're going to take courses at the American College on business insurance and business law, and you're going to learn about deferred compensation plans. That's where, you know, you're going to spend your time and attention. But if I think I've got five different strategies, I'm going to be a philanthropist. I'm going to be a business owner and succession planning kind of guy. And I'm going to do estate planning. And on top of that, I want to, uh, I want to work with families and, and protect families when, when they need me. So I've got five different strategies I'm going to use. Look out. Here we go. <laughs> You're never going to be deep into any of those five. Yeah. You're going to be shallow. You're going to just be shallow. Just kind of like a swamp, you know, swamps are shallow, sort of <laughs> yucky thing. They're, they're, they're not fun. You just, you never get below the surface. You want to be like a river that cuts deep and goes long, something like the, the like the Colorado River that cut the Grand Canyon. You know, you want to be that specialist and you want to be able to get down deep. Again, doesn't mean because I'm a specialist in estate planning, doesn't mean that I'm not going to help a business owner with their with their uh, succession plan. But I am more of a specialist in estate planning, and that's where I'm spending my time and my attention, and that's what I'm looking for in my marketing plan. That's the administration plan that I have to be able to make it happen. That's the sales system that I've devised that I'm going to use over and over and over again with everybody I talk to because I'm a professional. And that means I know what I'm going to say before I ever open my mouth. That and makes I'll sense. hush my mouth now, Jim. How about you? No, yeah. I, I have a question for you. I, so I'm sitting here sure. listening to this, and it makes so much sense to me. And I'm thinking, yeah, 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 absolutely. And I know that I've you know, tried to do this in the past and then I lose attention and, you know, I, I've just like many entrepreneurs have shiny, I even call it shiny squirrel syndrome because it's like it's shiny and it's a squirrel and I'm looking this way and that and I get distracted. How do you coach people like me to get back on track? Because 
that that's something that I know personally I struggle with, and I know there's got to be people listening or watching this that that are thinking the same thing. Well, that's one of the things that I do with my clients is to to meet with them on a regular basis, and uh, you know, a good consultant, and I like to consider myself a consultant instead of a coach because. I look at coaches and I see Nick Saban take his headset off and throw it down and yell and scream at kids. <laughs> and, and I'm going, that's not what I want to do. I don't want to yell and scream at anybody. I don't want to throw my headset around. I yeah. want to be an encouragement. I want to be there to help. I want to be there to build them up. So I'm a, I'm a consultant. With my clients, I, I like to ask them the questions that have to be asked that nobody else will ask them. The questions that bring them back to what they told me they wanted. And, it, and that's when I get to say, you know, that's a great idea. And it's a wonderful, wonderful project to work on. How is that going to help you develop women in your business going forward? Because you're a female women business owner, and you're extremely successful. And one of the things you told me you want to do is help other women be successful in business. How is this project going to help you accomplish that? Mm. Yeah. And, that makes then, sense. and then I do what every good salesperson does. I hush. <laughs> and, I let them in. and listen. Yeah. 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 And 90% of the time when they're in a situation like that, what I get back is, you know, that's really not going to help me get what I told you I wanted. And it, it's a good thing though. It's a really good thing. I need to do that, but it's not a priority, is it? No, it can't be a priority. No, it can't be a priority because your priority is what's going to get you to what you want. Right. Now, if you want to change what you want, that's okay. We can do that, but just understand that that requires then kind of starting over, and we can we can change our direction anytime because you're the boss. You own the business. You want to change your direction? Let's change your direction. But if you really want to go for what you told me and what we worked so hard to come down to, then yeah, we need to focus on that. And these other things have to be stuff that we do either in our our non-working hours. Or we put off or find somebody else to do that can pick up the ball and run with it because you got enough balls in the air and enough problems to deal with of your own. Yeah. Yeah. And that so that's, that's kind of where it is. You got to ask the, you got to have somebody that's willing to, to ask you the difficult, the difficult questions. And then from there, it's a case of planning. And, and when you, you sit down to plan your week, I, I am a proponent of Darren Hardy and his Sunday planning system. Mm. Real briefly, uh, every Sunday afternoon, or, or most of the time it's Saturdays for me, I sit down in the morning with a cup of coffee, and I'll look at everything I have to do in the coming week. What's that list of everything I have to do? Well, I've got to call these 10 prospects. I've got to get a haircut. Yeah, I still have to get a haircut every now and again. <laughs> i got to get a haircut. You know, i got to go to the dentist. Uh, I'm going to go take my grandkids out to see the train exhibit in McKinney, Texas. Uh, I'm going to uh, produce my podcast. I'm, all these things are going to be on that list. The first thing I do with that list is say what is really not necessary. If I don't do it, will anybody care? Will anybody have anything to say? Will there be any reason why I, I should be concerned if I don't do that? Well, there's really not. Okay, then let's put that off to the side. Sure. Now, what are these things on this list? Can I delegate? Delegate. Yeah, Morris, right. Like I've got somebody to delegate to? Well, no, maybe not directly. But you'd be surprised what you can delegate to other people or other organizations or to systems 
when yeah. you when you say and really think about it. So what can I delegate? Everything else should be something that's going to either support my strategy or be something that needs to be done for me and my health, like get a haircut or go to the dentist or all those kind of things. Then I plan those things out. I say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go see the dentist on Tuesday. I'm gonna call three prospects on Monday, these three. On Wednesday, I'm gonna call these five prospects and I'm gonna go see these two people. On Thursday, I'm gonna record six podcasts. And on Friday, I'm gonna take the day off and go play golf. Now, you look at me and you say, Morris, how in the hell can you plan <laughs> Friday on Saturday? You don't know what's gonna be going on on Friday. It might be raining. Right. Well, yeah, you're right. That's why every day at the end of the day, you look at the day that's about to happen here the next day, and you tweak that plan based on whatever happened today and whatever you've learned today. Right. Jim, the reason that you do that, number one is in the morning, you're going to have a list of all the things that you have to do, and you know exactly what you have to do, and they all are there to support your strategy so you don't get lost and go off into other things, number one. Number two, when you've got that kind of thing going on and you've got that plan in front of you, it, as I say, you don't get lost, but you become more effective and efficient to be able to do it. But you can tweak tomorrow based on what you learned today a lot easier than if I put a blank piece of paper in front of you and say, Jim, plan tomorrow. <laughs> and that's what we've been told all our lives, right? Stop yeah. your day and before you go to bed, before you go home, before whatever. Plan tomorrow before you leave. Well, that's telling me I got to get a blank piece of paper now and start from the beginning to figure out what it is I need to do and what of those things am I going to do tomorrow. That's hard work. Yeah, it is. It's difficult. Yeah. So don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) End your week with a cup of coffee when you've got time to sit back and relax and think about it. Plan your week and then every day take 10, 15 minutes at the most if things changed a lot and look at what you got planned for tomorrow and tweak it based on what happened today. Yeah. Makes life so much easier and so much nicer. Uh, it just, it, a lot less stress. I mean, that's what helped me is a lot less stress in my life now going forward because I know exactly when I'm going to get it all done. I don't get overwhelmed about having too much to do. Uh, I, I love what I do. So it's, it's a joy that I get to plan out when I'm going to do it. And it's a joy to get up in the morning and know exactly what it is that I said I was going to do and then go out there and do it. I love it. I love it. Beautiful. Well, long answer to a short question, my friend, I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's great. And it reinforces something my father's told me my whole life, which is plan your work and work your plan. It's pretty simple. And what I hear you saying is if your plan needs to change, it's okay, but you have to take the time to, to be able to tweak that on a daily and a weekly basis, depending on what it is. But I think where I've been lacking is probably that weekly planning. I'm okay mm-hmm. at, at tweaking things on the fly. I've gotten pretty good at that, but I think yeah. oftentimes yeah. I'm doing it probably not even thinking about it and sometimes maybe not even putting the thought that's necessary from a prioritization standpoint. So that's, I, I, I learned something just listening to you now. So that's good. That's good. It it is amazing. And we all get, we all get hit with those things coming out of left field that or right field or whatever field 
There, the stuff that comes at you from from all around you, the interruptions, the new things, the stuff that that comes hitting at you that, yeah, frankly, it's not going to fit with your priority. It's not going to be a part of your strategy. Yeah. So doing this and planning your week allows you to do something that all successful business owners, the most successful business owners in the world, are just spectacular at doing. Yeah. And that's using the word no. Yes. Being able to say, no, I, you are correct. I mean, no. <laughs> I instinctively said yes. <laughs> Being able to say no, you know, yes, I, I did it. I did it this week at a fundraising meeting for my church. I was facilitating the group to try and figure out which projects we wanted to do to raise funds for our new church in the, in 2023. And one of my, one of my wonderful friends says, Morris, but, but who's going to do all this stuff? And, and, you know, we've got to do this. We can't expect anybody else to, we've got to take on these projects and we've got to do it. And I had to look at her and I say, you know, I understand. And we're going to find folks that'll do this, but, I can't take on any of these projects. I can yeah. help support and guide and direct, but no, I can't <laughs> do that. Yeah. I've got too much to do. My business, my family, no, I cannot master one of these projects. Now, ask me if I didn't wind up getting one before the day was out, and I did. But <laughs> the fact is, I'm not doing five of them. I've only got one, and it's not due till Easter. So, you know, I've got some time. Right. The fact is you've got to be able to say no. And prior to learning that I would have probably said yes to four or five of those things, but you yeah, really do I, have to learn how to say no. Cause you only got a limited amount of time. Yeah. I think a lot of us struggle with that. I know I do. And I've talked to lots of other agents who, who do, they just, they can't help themselves because they're, we're, I think a lot of us are people pleasers, right? We sure. want to, we want to make people happy and we think that by giving all of ourselves that's going to happen, you know, make them happy, but ultimately we're going to end up with zero energy, no time to get done what we need to. And ultimately if you if you put this into practice what you're saying and I I've, I've done it before, um I need mm -hmm. to get better at it, but when I have said no, the crazy thing is it's not the end of the world. And what I find is that we find other ways to make it happen. And also by saying no, even just once I'm training that person that I am not always going to be the one to take this on. I love being the big ideas guy, but I do not mm -hmm. have the capacity from a time standpoint to be able to implement everything. And that, especially as an agency leader, I know y'all listen out there that you're, you're listening to this going, I know, I know that's me. And I know I need to change that, but you're, you're dead on my friend, dead on. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. It, it, the other thing that, that finally sold me on, on the fact that I had to limit what I do outside of this is that I had no time for my family. Yeah. I had plenty of time for, for my church work. I had plenty of time for my work. I had plenty of time for my friends, but I, I didn't have as much time for my family as I should have had. I was too busy trying to climb that corporate ladder and, and, you know, thought I was doing really well because that's the way I'm going to be able to provide more for my family. But in reality, looking back in hindsight's 2020, I wish I had said no to more things and spent more time with my, with my kids 
because yeah. yeah, quality time is is important, but you can't you can't discount quantity. Quantity is what makes a difference in the long haul, and you just have to be able to say no to those things so that you can say yes to the things <laughs> that are really high priority. Absolutely, wise words, my friend. I could keep talking with you this, on this for an hour or more, but I do want to get into the rapid fire round. I'm curious about some of these questions and your answers to them. Um, let's let's start with one piece of technology or software you can't live without. Sanebox, S-A-N-E-B-O-X dot com. Sanebox. I have not Sane heard Box. of that one. It takes all the junk emails that come in. No matter how much you try to unsubscribe, they still keep coming in by the by the thousands. <laughs> I mean, by droves. <laughs> it takes all of those and sticks them into a file folder called Sane Later. And at the end of the day, it brings up an email in my in, in my inbox that says, "Your digest is ready. Come take a look." I go into that digest. And I get to just scan down the list. And if there's anything I really want to read, I click over here and it'll throw it in my inbox. The rest of them, pardon me, the rest of them, I click down here at the right and it says, put it in the trash. And I click done and it's over. Ooh, I've got like five that. minutes of done and I'm not interrupted to have to look at the most incoming in the newest inbox, the I can't talk. The newest yeah. email in my inbox yeah. to, to decide whether or not I want to look at it. I don't have to do that a hundred times a day. I can do it once a day yep. and in five minutes have it done. So I love my sane box and there, there are all sorts of other features to it as well, but, but that's the one I like the best. I love it. Love it. Good one. I haven't heard of that one before. Um, what about one book that you're reading right now or one that you, you just love and want to share with folks? Well, the, the, I'll give you two real quick. The one I'm reading right now is the Entrepreneur's Operating System, oh, EOS. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I love it. I love it. I'm just getting into, I've been through it once, so that means it's time to go back through it a second time and actually try and do some of the things that I read about. The other one that I like is this one. The book's title is Deep Work. Deep Work. Deep Work. It's written by a guy named Cal Newport. He's a professor in the uh, computer science department. And it's just really, really good stuff. He basically says, y'all, listen up. They ain't no such thing as multitasking, so quit it. It just doesn't work. Our brains, our brains don't work that way, and Cal describes why they don't. And yeah. then begins to talk about what you can accomplish when you do get below the surface of trying to knock things out real quick and you really get into deep work. That's where creativity is, Jim. That's where, that's where creativity is. That's where effectiveness is. That's where the good stuff really happens. It's not mm -hmm. on the surface knocking out 22 do's for today. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. My friend, Tommy Breedlove would call that his zone of brilliance. Uh, that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Do you know Tommy, by the way? I don't. I don't. I, I know the name, but I. I you need to know Tommy. Me. He wrote a, a New York Times bestselling book called um, Legendary, and uh, mm. it, it, it's it is it is itself I, legendary. I, I will have to make an introduction for the two of you. Uh, thank you. you Y'all love that. Along well. 
Um, all right, I love this next one. What advice would you give to your younger self? You can't do it all. You really can't do it all. It wasn't until uh, I got to New York and suddenly had a group of, oh, I guess it was five or ten people that reported to me and a list of things to accomplish longer than my arm when I finally realized that a good leader does have a team and he allows or he or she allow they allow that team to go do their thing and to, to do it well. Uh, and you give, you give your team their, their autonomy, you empower them to go do what they do. You don't sit around and multi and, uh, and micromanage what they do all day long. You give them the ability and the opportunity to go use their skills and their knowledge and they'll bring back more than you could ever, ever do on your own or do if you try and tell them exactly what to do. I love it. That's awesome. It's going to get cold soon. You and I were talking off air. We're recording this a few days before Christmas, and we're about to get hit with an Arctic blast all over the country. So uh, this question yeah. is relevant. If you had the choice right now between a hot bowl of soup and gourmet marshmallows and hot chocolate, what would you choose? Super hot chocolate. Oh, it's it, it's the it's the marshmallows and the chocolate. It's the sugar, dude. It's all about the sugar. Everything's <laughs> all about. The Some sugar. people shy I mean, away from that, so I never know. <laughs> <laughs> I love now, it. Years, if you, several many years ago, it would have been. If it doesn't have ethyl alcohol in it, I don't have time for it. But since then, my doctor has said my liver will not last if I keep doing that. So I stopped drinking. And, That's a good uh, reason. <laughs> one of the smartest things I ever did in my life. That's something else <laughs> I'd tell myself years ago would be to, to put the glass of wine down. You don't need it. Yeah. Well, I am going to send you a gift package from our friends at Mountain Mallow. Uh, it's literally gourmet marshmallows and hot chocolate, and you will love it, my friend. So I'll get your address off air, but uh, it's my way of saying thanks for being on the show. Um, well, Morris, before we let you go, I want to know, is there any one sort of recap, uh, one last piece of advice or actionable step that you would leave our guest with? Yeah, I, I think the, the real key is to, to stop. Stop. We've got the holidays coming up. And while you, Jim, you and I both know that people will buy insurance on New Year's Eve, they'll buy insurance on Christmas Eve. And, and anytime when you're in front of them and you show them why they should and, and give them the opportunity, this is the time of year when you can stop and take some time. So my, my one thing would be to, to suggest that everybody stop have that cup of coffee or that, that most favorite adult beverage, prop your feet up and do some thinking on purpose. Mm. We all think a lot, but you need to stop and do some thinking on purpose with your journal or a piece of paper in your hand or your remarkable and think about what you want out of 2023. What is your real priority? What are your values? And then be able to create a plan to go get it in 23. I love it, my friend. Beautiful. Morris, where can people go if they want to get more of you in their life? How do they find you? Well, the business of sales is on every podcast platform out there. Uh, if you search for it on Spotify, you'll find it. If you don't, 
search for Morris Sims, S-I-M-S, uh, and you'll find us there. Uh, the website is morrissims.com. Uh, again, it's a lot of S's, but only one M in Sims. <laughs> uh, morrissims.com. We're in the process of rebuilding it. I'm sorry, it ain't the best in the world, but uh, it, it's getting better and better and better. But, Jim, here's my email address. Yeah. It's Morris Morris at morrissims.com. Now, I know that's kind of difficult, uh, <laughs> but it's, that's kind of where it is. M-O-R-R-I-S at morrissims.com uh, is, is the easiest way to get a hold of me. I'm on LinkedIn and, and all those things, too. But uh, I'll drop me an email if you'd like to chat. I'd love to have a virtual coffee meeting with you and, and get to know you a little better. Awesome. Fantastic. And if you're currently in the car listening to this or on a Peloton or being chased by a bear or whatever it is, uh, we've got all the information, the contact info and the show notes. So no worries there. Go check that out at agentsgrowthacademy.com. Um, Morris, it's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. I appreciate you being on today. Well, thank you very much. I've had a blast doing it and uh, let's do it again, Jim. You need to be on my show. Absolutely. I would love to. I would absolutely love to. You stick we'll around for me for one second, my friend. For everybody else, grow big or go home. If you like this or any other episodes of Agents Growth Academy podcast, make sure you rate it. And if you want to take ownership over your own growth, come join us for free over at agentsgrowthacademy.com. <laughs>